0: to the truth in his art. I am your host Rob Lee and today I have the privilege of speaking to the MSU Bears eSport coach at Morgan State University, a mental health advocate and the CEO and creative director of Real Talk Session Series LLC. Please welcome Taryn Morgan II. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you Rob for
1: having me. Definitely appreciate it. You know, um, you have a very extensive catalog to break us. So I'm just happy to be along for the ride. So thank you so much for thinking about me.
0: Absolutely, man! I appreciate you, you popping on, and I mean, we're both in like temperature mode right now. It's just beards and bald heads, so that's just what's happening. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah.
1: know, body gang, beard bald yeah. gang. You know the you know yeah. no
0: yeah. vibes? <laughs> just yeah. rub your head. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so since you're also a podcaster, you're already n- gonna know where most of these things are going. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know you know that podcasting is a performance component, so I'm gonna re-ask it, um, and we'll start off by asking this, and it's gonna sound duplicative, but could you introduce yourself and, and share what drew you to esports and that creative direction work that you're doing?
1: Okay. So, hello everyone. Uh, my name is Taryn Morgan. i uh, born and raised in Neptune, New Jersey, but Baltimore had to become my second home. Uh, lived down here from 2010 to 13 um, during that time frame got my first master's degree at morgan state university you know go more bears you know higher education administration uh, moved back to jersey in 2014 um, for some family stuff you know sometimes you got to go back to help out uh, went to work at another institution um, got my second master's degree at uh, for administrative science and towards around 2017 2018 that's when Um, Due to toxic work environments, I developed uh, mental health issues, depression, anxiety, and for a short period of time, suffered with thoughts of suicide. Um, However, I was able to heal um, through NAMI and just my work and knowledge of helping students. Um, Since 2007, I've been in emergency response for students on, on campus. So when it comes to mental health issues, roommate conflicts, homemade weapons, drugs, you name it, I've dealt with it. Um, so going back to my training, I was able to identify that I was going through mental health issues. Um, and you know, in the black community, we don't believe in mental health at all. We pray about it. We work out. We don't even talk about that. We don't see therapists. We don't talk about what's going on at home, but you know, I wanted to break that because I understand the damage it caused, you know, had many people that I knew who passed by suicide. So, you know, it was just one of those things of like, you know, better use this knowledge, apply it and make changes that are necessary for you to thrive. So with that... Um, that birthed my company, the Real Talk Session Series, where I it was able to fuse my passions of videography and education. Um, I've also been doing videography since 2005. So I've done plenty of weddings, commercials, uh, stuff for Morgan State University and um, stuff for Hot 97. And I had years of wondering, like, how can I fuse my passion of education and video? And me going through my mental health journey was what was able to do that. And I was able to help <laughs> people who never thought about getting mental health assistance to actually think about doing it now and actually pursuing the assistance that they need and deserve. So by me sharing my story of depression and whatnot, that helped me out to get the story out there. Um, a period of going through a financial transition, uh, was let go from my job, so scramble mode. So that was more um, fuel to the fire to build my company, Road Talk testing Series. But it allowed for me to connect with entities that I never would. So I did some volunteering going back to the community um, doing stuff for the Monmouth County Italian, uh their marketing and IT stuff, uh, working for the National Alliance of Mental Illness, New Jersey, doing mental health presentations. I did over 50 presentations in one year, uh, I believe that was 2019. So that could be two different entities within um, consumers, uh, mental health issue, uh, issue uh, I'm sorry, uh, mental health services, professionals, anyone who needed the education. And then I landed back home at Morgan State University in January 2020. um, My great boss mentor, um, I call him on in my mind, uh, Dr. Douglas Gwynn, the director of residence life, he was able to get me into the department doing marketing and digital engagement. And that's where it allowed me to have the autonomy to create more. I was already in creation mode with the Real Talk Session series. And when the pandemic hit, it was just fertile ground. Yeah. So the university at the time, many universities, they weren't allowing students to stay on campus. So we needed to engage our students virtually at a distance. Right. And that was one of the things I was tasked with. Um, so I had a frat brother who did uh, esports and he was working on it through K through 12. And I was curious, like, how do you get into that? He didn't go to school for it. He went to school for chemistry, actually. So I'm like, what's going on? How do how you this? So I'm like, OK, <laughs> cool. We talked and then um, he referred me to one of his partners and i saw one of the events that he had it was a call of duty uh HBCU battlegrounds tournament uh the very first of its kind uh morgan state university we came in there i put the team together in a week uh we came in as the underdog and we swept the whole thing you know so that's when i knew i had something I'm like okay morgan state university needs to be in this lane because not only are we had we have the natural talent this is a billion dollar industry that can lead to many pathways into the steam field for our students yeah, yeah. so that was something i pushed and also like career-wise i was never satisfied i never actually got my just due for the value that i brought to the table so with this it was my creation and it allowed for me to get into the technology field which i never ever thought i would be in but here i am you know when you use your gift they will make room and that's
0: how i got into the e-sports. Thank you for sharing. That's it's a, it's a it's a journey. That's a, that's a story there where I think a lot of people share it. I think a lot of people. And you you touch on going back um, to because it, it's a lot to to digest and unpack there. So going back, I want to start um, with some of the, the mental health uh, pieces there. I think we we all share share that, and often we don't have the opportunity to talk about, especially males, especially black males, what have you. Um, mm-hmm. That oh well why are you soft or, or whatever the thing is, yeah. or, or, you know, I, I remember I broke up with a girl cause she said, Oh, just pray on it. And I was like, yo, look, I, I got other battles I'm having right now. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just like, these are real things. Um, but I, I wanted to ask this question, uh, cause I think this is, this is interesting. Um, so often we hear this tried and true well, tried and untrue, saying it's business, not personal. The idea Mm -hmm. has been considered deprecated, I think. Um, If you look at, um, you know, businesses, it's still their people. It's it's still personal. You know, our people are our best assets, a lot of businesses will say, while laying off a bunch of people. So describe Mm -hmm. the role of, like, you know, people and empathy in your work experience, uh, you were talking about, you know, a previous wor- uh, world that was maybe toxic and a job that was maybe toxic. And e- as you could probably see around us, people are leaving their jobs left and right. And it's not solely because they're not being paid what they feel like they're worth. It's like, no, this sucks here. So tell me about like that role of people and empathy empathy and the work that you've been around or the work that you're doing currently. Mm mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm a fan of the Great Resignation. I'm not going to lie. Organizations do not function without employees. So that is more reason for you to care about what's going, what they're going through. So I know what it's like to be overworked, undervalued, underpaid, and just miserable. So with that, I wanted a different pathway. Um, I watched my grandfather, my father work hours on end and not be able to spend time with us because of the fact that they had to make ends meet. And at one point in time, men were the dominant uh, bread makers. Women weren't necessarily to make as much when it came to jobs. They weren't allowed to get bank accounts without a man. Yeah. So now things are changing, definitely. So it was one of those uh mentalities of work, 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 work until you get where you're at and then work some more, even if you're tired. So with that, you know, that toxic, it's, it's not toxic. I would say it's an uninformed mentality because that is a residual effect from slavery. Mm-hmm. So that's no longer serving us right now. So for me, I saw what that's like. And I'm like, no, I've always been someone that has looked out for people. Um, I'm an educator. So obviously I like to give. And with education, you don't necessarily don't get back in value you know, from your superiors, but your students, they value, they understand what you do, they appreciate you. Yep. Um, so for me, I just really wanted to change that culture within workplaces um, and anyone associated with me, because I feel like that in order, I'm not a religious person, but I'm very spiritual. I feel that if you put out something positive, something good, it will come back to you tenfold. And for me, I always want to leave any place person thing that I've touched in a way better position before I came. So that's always been my mission. You know, if I see something where a person could develop, and they're open to developing, that's mm-hmm. the key right there, them being open to it because you can't force some, someone to do something. Right. You bring it to the water, can't make them drink. <laughs> so um, for me, I just really had to understand myself first, building that self-awareness. So getting that emotional intelligence because where I came from, I didn't have positive male role models. We weren't taking care of our mental health. We weren't taking care of our emotional health. Yeah. We did nine to five, sit on the couch, and that was it. <laughs> Not yeah. So for for me, I'm like, if I want something different, I can't keep doing the same thing. So that helped allow for me to evolve into the person I need to be in order to be in the in now. And I see that it worked for me and I know it could work for other people, but they might not necessarily have that guidance. So that's always been something I'm big on, like understanding people's situations and what they're going through. Sometimes you may have all the tools you need right in front of your face, but you may not know how to use those tools. So that's the thing. I always like to see what a person's situation is and then, okay, This is how we can remove you to move forward. But again, it has to come to them being open to creating change that will allow for them to thrive within life, you know? So I'm very big on building people's emotional intelligence. Um, Something now I'm working on is DC quotient. Mm -hmm. So which means being a decent human human being, there's different ways you can do that, you know? So that's been something, you know, uh, really just pushing people to understand the value of what they bring to the table, using their gifts to open up room for them because we're taught, go to college, go to school, and that's how you'll be successful. No, that's not the case. You have to actually show you you care about people. That's how they thrive. Put them onto positions, you know, speak about people in rooms that they're not in, in a positive manner, you know, Mm -hmm. to push them forward. So for me, I do what I do because of what I've been through you know yeah. like I always go back to Jay-Z all the time I'm a Jay-Z fan listening to my podcast Hope did that so hopefully you got to go through that that's the main thing you know I want you to learn the easy way instead of learning from the hard way of life so that's why I'm very big on the whole it's not business not personal stuff like no it's it's all intertwined you know you want my extra time
0: yeah absolutely and I think that's something that's that's lost a lot of the times that you know people are taken out of the equation while you know as much as we want to automate things as much as we want to do more with less um mm-hmm. it still requires manual input and people are People people are humans, and we we break down we we break down physically, we break down emotionally, we break down mentally, especially if we 're not paying attention to it and sometimes we we take on a lot and this that that hustle mentality of go go, go, you know this what do they what do they call it the um, hustle uh, entrepreneur, you know the mm-hmm. lift driver, the uber driver, all of that different stuff that thing is fostered it 's always go go, go mm-hmm. i I'm self-motivated in that way. You will hear things from these people who are in these positions and usually they look like you and me and it's like, but you're not saying this. You know what I mean? It's like, these aren't your words. Like if I can find the easier way to do something, why should I work in that way? But we keep pushing this idea out there. And if you're not working 80 hours a week, and your leg mm-hmm. isn't falling off, then you're lazy POS, you know, <laughs> and it's pushing this country. So and especially in, in, in our age group, because I'm, I'm in my 30s, so I would imagine like, you know, it's people are it's like people who are younger, especially that college age, mm-hmm. that they're running into it. You know, I've heard things like people, I know a lot of educators, art educators and so on, I've heard things. So in it, what would you say are maybe some things that you use to determine your limits? And maybe some things you would suggest people to look out for before Mm. it gets too late, because you know what we do, especially black men, we'll hold on to it. And then you're Mm -hmm. like, all right, there's a little steam that came up, there's a little bit more steam. And it's like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I broke that door. So how does one determine and and what would you say somebody should look for when they're trying to determine their limits when they need to really take that time for themselves? Mm. And just go back real quick,
1: the whole hustle mentality, like that is a very damaging thing. Yes. But I believe in hustle smarter, not harder. So with me, I have multiple things that I do. I'm probably doing like five or six things, different things outside of the esports, Real Talk session series. But it's more so about, you don't have to knock out a task at one time. I'm more so of a person who is big on time management. So mm-hmm. I always, I have a rule of three things. So if I say if I sit down at my desk, I'm going to get back out three tasks and then I'm free to do whatever I need to do. I come back. if I want to do more. Three things. I'm good. Um, And for me, I had to develop that self-awareness. So it comes back to knowing who you are. Hmm. Um, A lot of people don't realize that when you're stressed and you're not handling that stress appropriately, that it manifests physically within your body. So that's something that I had to learn for myself when I know that I'm approaching my limit. My my sh- shoulders get a little uh, tight. My back, my left shoulder starts to ache a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, Taryn, you need to calm down, you know, sit down, do something really. Um, if I'm starting to feel anxiety, you know, some people don't know how to identify anxiety. Anxiety is sometimes when your stomach feels weird, you know, you didn't eat anything, you yeah. not, might not so intolerant, you know. But, you know, if it's feeling weird because you're thinking about something, that's anxiety right there. So. Yeah. Just all those things, thinking about that. Or if I'm working and I can't keep my concentration, I take a brain break. Like, I'm not forcing myself to go overdrive because it's like a car with oil. If you don't change your oil, your car is going to get messed up very bad. (laughs) So it's one of those things of pouring into yourself because I'm a big believer that you should never be pouring from your cup. You should be pouring from your overflow in your cup. Always yeah. keep your cup reserved before you pour into other people. So, that's just some things that I do to determine my, my limits when it comes to like my capacity.
0: Yeah, um, you know, as a person, I, I remember uh, I had a job that was just not great, and you know, you feel like you could take more, and you try to do it. And I've gotten to a place where you know people will tell me, "Oh, well, yeah, you you never satisfy. You are always leaving or whatever. You know, you'll you'll get out of a place." I was like, "Yeah." Because I, I deserve mm-hmm. more than what I'm getting, and really, really believing that and knowing that, and but at the same and that's time, that's
1: also the way to push up your salary every
0: time too. Believe. Absolutely, absolutely. Yep. And and one of the things that I find that when I have conversations because you you you, you feel a, you realize if you take you know a, a class or you do some therapy, you do some self awareness, you read some books and things of that nature that. Things start to make sense. Dots start to connect. And people will ask, how are you adjusting so well and so on? And, you know, I had a few guys who wanted to do what I was doing. And I was like, you know, what, first thing before you even get to skills, before you even get to background in education, is it something you want to do? And yep. it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you because I want to do it. It's like, no, 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 no. Do you want to work in this environment? Because mm-hmm. some people just aren't, you know, really equipped at that point and built at that point to do it. And yes, you know, the the anxiety, you know, the, uh, what is it? They say if, what is it? Depression is when you're looking at the past anxiety when you're thinking about the future. Yeah. And, you know, I've had, I ran the gamut. I was like, man, what am I going to do? I just bought this house. Am I going to, you know, and that was causing mm-hmm. issues. Or, man, I got this meeting that's coming up. Oh, my stomach is crazy. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, you know, I think when I'm able to better identify it, I can mm-hmm. at least kind of time it out and it's like, all right, yeah, let me get that ginger ale on Deckington. Let me make sure I have that yeah. to the side. And uh, let me make sure I treat myself very well because I know I'm gonna you know, have a rough one today. Yeah. And just being prepared. I think often we get taken off guard. We get hit with that counter punch. And I think you when know, people are younger and they haven't been through anything, and, it may be, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what you're encountering and in your experience is, um, they they don't have those those skills yet. They haven't formed them yet. They're developing them but they haven't formed them yet to really work off of those reserves and that knowledge. Yeah. So let's talk about esports a little bit. So all right, all right. the world of esports, right, and Morgan, said you touched on it a bit. So tell me about how that's been for, like, within an HBCU, like, and, like, how the response has been and, and where do you see it going in the, you know, next five years? I mean, whenever I think of or whatever I don't think of, whenever it's presented of – uh esports I don't see black kids it's never black kids and Mm. hearing about it at Morgan that's the main thing that stuck out and I saw other things that were of you know interest in your background and the esport thing I was like okay I got a lot of questions now so so tell me about what how that response has been and how the world of esports has been within like the HBCU network yeah and to go
1: back real quick you said that you don't really see kids playing video games like that, right?
0: Well, see, see, so, see, black kids, when they're presented in, like, like esports, it's usually, like, I'll see, oh, yeah, like, white yeah. kids or Asian kids or what have you.
1: Yeah, definitely. But a stat for everybody to know is that about 82% of black teenagers play video games. But when you look at the game development field, only 2% are actually within it. So that's something that we really need to change the um, perception around video games. It, it's not a waste of time. Not at all. We just yeah. need guidance. We need conversations like this are allowing for more people to be in the game development space esports etc so um also let me break down esports so for people who aren't familiar with esports esports is competitive video game playing that's what it is because a lot of people say oh sports they get confused (laughs) i like to say it's competitive video game playing, so they understand but um it's been uh definitely a great response from our students um, and I'm still trying to work on the faculty that, I mean, the administration, um, it's been a slow process to get them to really adapt, uh, adopt the program. Um, but we're moving in a positive manner. Um, we were able to secure a $200,000 Ver, uh, Verizon donation. So that was for five, $20,000 scholarships to, um, Get individuals into STEM who are committed to the equity of women within the gaming development space. Sure. Then the other 100,000 went to developing our eSports lab, uh, which is actually opened up next week. Um, so we have the ten. Oh, no, um, s- total of 20 gaming computers. Everything you can think about we need is there. Um, so we have the equipment side of things there. Uh, we won the inaugural MEAC championship for Splitgate last semester. Um, we got a little beef going with Howard, you know. Howard, <laughs> come back for you, you know. Uh, so we've been playing within the MEAC. So as of right now, there's about five or six schools within the MEAC that are active that have esports programs. So um, outside of Morgan, I am the corporate chair and marketing um, person for the MEAC conference, which is the Mid Eastern Atlantic Conference. So we're building out all these schools, not just Morgan State University. So yeah. it's something where it's moving. Um, it's not moving fast enough because again, we have to change the perception around video games. The older generations, they just don't get it, yeah. but you know, our, our students, our kids, they're playing video games nonstop, you know? So there's many educational benefits. And for me, when I see esports going next five years, it's going to blow up. Like, uh, we are actually having an incubation lab built in. Um, and my focus on that is going to be augmented reality, uh, Virtual reality and metaverse development. So a lot of digital transformation because this world is going digital. You know, you Mm -hmm. look at NFTs, um, where you have highlights from video from games like LeBron James dunking on somebody. You can own that. It's similar to like baseball cards back in the day. You have NFTs now for video games where you can create a custom skin, a custom character or weapon, and you can sell that. That's an NFT. So I say that gaming is just the gateway into technology when it comes to black people it's just a matter of getting us educated and Mm -hmm. there are many uh equitable opportunities that are being presented to us now it's like putting people in these opportunities and just changing their mindset about video games because it literally can be a generational change maker for you
0: Absolutely. I, I see it and it's, it's great to hear. Um, I can't wait until one of those um, cool, uh, like Morgan Esports jerseys pop up. I don't know if it's going to be digital. It might be an NFT as a jersey or something, but mm-hmm. it's just we like. We have the jerseys, but well, we got <laughs> keeping it low right now. You know, we got sponsors okay. on the low. <laughs> just just yeah. saying, just saying. So, so that's coming out. Um, so the lab is opening what, next week?
1: Uh, Yeah, next week. Um, And then I'm also working on developing some camps for the future. So that's going to be put out there. You know, we'll be contacting um, the Baltimore mayor's office to put everything out there. All the local high schools, all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, that's phase one, I would say, uh, of what we're doing here. My dream is to build an arena here. Yeah. Um, You have some places uh, who have arenas that are just beautiful, huge spaces for esports. So, you know. We're going to get there eventually, but right now I just got to get them on board with like, okay, we need a budget, you
0: know? (laughs) Um, So I got two more questions, um, real questions, and then I have my rapid fire one. So I'm going to hit you with this one. Um, So obstacles, right? Um, And as macro as you can think about it, um, tell me about obstacles. How do you approach them? And what is one obstacle that's been very impactful in your career, whether it be in a you know, this was a lesson. This was, you know, where I had to pivot in my career. Just, just tell me about obstacles.
1: For me, I look at obstacles as kind of like playing video games. You have to get through these obstacles in order to level up. So I don't necessarily run from obstacles like I did in the past. I mm-hmm. look at them as opportunities to become a better version of myself. And for me, I, think the biggest obstacle that I had to learn in life and just career, I learned in life first, then it translated into my career was to advocate for myself. You know, oftentimes you think that you could put in so much work, you can love somebody as much as you want to, that it's going to come back to you equally or if not more. That's not the case at all. You know, you have to love yourself. You have to advocate for yourself, believe in the work that you're putting in for yourself, not because you think your boss is going to give you a promotion. It's got to be something that you enjoy. Like nowadays, if it's something I don't enjoy, I'm not doing it. Like yeah. I even tell my boss, like, no, I'm not doing it. It's a waste of my resources. wasting a waste of your time. Get someone else. Yeah. So like I, I can do that now because I have the results to yeah. say that the things that I touch, it turns to gold. Why are you giving me something that's not my skill set? Something that not, I don't thrive in, you know? So it's one of the things of, you know. You have to get to that point. You know, you have to be that good to make to break the rules. And I'm not saying this from like a conceited or arrogant place, but it's one of those things of once you're able to know your value, what you bring to the table, Mm -hmm. you must then advocate for yourself and be unrelentless with the receipts, because a lot of people come from a place of ego and emotion when they're coming to um, resolving conflict or trying to get what they want. Mm -hmm. No, you have to come up with that data. This is what I did between this period of time. Um, this is the funding that I brought in. Yeah. Um, these are the membership numbers that I've done, the social media following that I wrote. Here, here's you know?
0: my here's my impact, since that's the term that people want to yep. throw around. Impact. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think that often, at least, you know, going through there, we're not— Told to advocate for ourselves, we get what we deserve, and then really we're always getting the short end of the stick. Yep. Be and, happy you have a job? Yeah, and you know, I, once you get out of that mindset, and I'm out of that mindset as well. I because like I'm I'm, I'm a large black man, you know, you're, I'm mm-hmm. I'm six four and uh, three hundred pounds, so it's like yeah, yeah so I ain't doing that. It's like oh shit, and this bear's yelling at me. <laughs> exactly, I'm six one two twenty five. So yeah. so it, it's one of those things where. I had to do, and I'm a relatively aggressive individual in real life, so I have to play the, I'll sit down. I'll still say my same point. But I'll sit down so it feels like, oh, it's disarming, because when you're around certain people, uh, mm-hmm. especially in the higher ed spaces I'm in, because I'm also in higher ed, uh, yep. they're they're kind of opposite. You know, it's, it's mostly white women that I've worked for. So, you know, mm-hmm. once you get a, a few reviews of you advocating for yourself, then it's deemed as threatening. You have to maybe modify the approach to still have the same zest and the same uh, desire there. So... I would have smile on my face sitting down. It's like, oh, I'm not doing that. But here's who you mm-hmm. should have do it. I'll, I'll give them a counter offer versus just purely rejecting it. It's like you got to yep. find how to still get what you want, but do it in a way that because people have their egos. A lot of people have that. I think you were touching on it, that low EQ. And mm-hmm. it's just like, OK, I don't have to have it. I'm going to outplay you on this one. Yep, Definitely. Um, so this is the last real question I have, and I want to get this take. Uh, tell me about some of the lessons you've learned at Morgan, whether in a, in, a, in a student role, in a support role, in a coaching role, that you don't think you would have learned elsewhere. Like, you know, like, w- what is that, that that Morgan knowledge that you got? And like, oh, yeah, they don't put that in the handbooks. They don't put that in the uh, in the textbooks.
1: Ooh. So when I first got to Morgan, right, yeah, yeah. Um, I went to a PWI. Um, so that's a predominantly white institution for those who aren't familiar. Um, I come from a very eclectic family. When you come to our family unions, it's like the United Nations. <laughs> so, Fair enough. You know, that, that's where I come from. So necessarily black education wasn't uh, presented to me. Um, for the longest, I did not know who, what Juneteenth was. I was caping for Abraham Lincoln because I thought he was the man because he had released <laughs> a slaves. <laughs> I didn't know that. It took me a while. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah,
0: it's funny, it's that's funny. That's
1: stuff, stuff we not told, right? You know? A lot of
0: people just realized Juneteenth was a thing, and two years ago, it's like, oh yeah. So you know, we're yep. killing we're killing black people with police. Uh, Juneteenth. That's how we're going to solve it. All right, guys. Yep. Exactly. So I, I would
1: say that Morgan State University was the birth of my blackness mm-hmm. because. Everything was un, was unapologetically black, which I loved because I never was exposed to that. You know, um, I was from the hood, but, you know, we had a lot of white teachers in there. Um, it was very mixed and whatnot. And my parents kept me from those different elements. But coming to Morgan, it was just like a release. And then when I moved back to Jersey for a short period of time to another PWI, it really like gave me that aha, like, mm-hmm. okay, this is how the world works and this is how we're viewed. Yeah, yeah. So that was something that Morgan taught me and that was something that I'm grateful for because I never had that experience back home. I always say that you can only think to which to level you're exposed. Get outside of your hometown and go out of state. I will give that advice to every single person because it's valuable knowledge and experience that you will not get back home. So Morgan definitely just helped me to, be where I'm at now and where I'm going to be in the future.
0: That's great. All right. Got five questions for you. They're going right. to be quick ones. They're going to be quick ones. You gotcha. don't and you don't have these, just so you know. Uh, all right, cool. <laughs> so these are rapid fire. Uh, Some call them random fire. Uh, what is the hashtag that best describes you?
1: Um, <laughs> we'll keep it uh, censored. No Fs given. Okay. Favorite video game? Zelda. Ocarina of Time.
0: Uh, a gadget that has changed your life?
1: <sighs> MP3 players.
0: Favorite book? Oh, that a been one.
1: Uh, Fahrenheit 451.
0: Okay. They made a terrible movie with Michael B. Jordan in it. Yeah. It, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was a lot of... It, it's not good. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when you're working, this is the last one. When you're working, uh, you got a lot of stuff to get done. Um, what's in your ears? Is it music, podcasts, or is it just silence? What do you got going on? And if it is music or podcast, what are you listening to?
1: Um, it really depends on my mood, honestly. Um, if I'm working, it has to be something that I already know I've listened to. So I'm a very big OutKast fan. Mm-hmm. So it could be anything from OutKast, uh, The Dream, anything music. Like I'm yeah. literally anything music it could be jimmy hendrix one day it can be uh pink floyd one next day like it doesn't matter It can it's be very anything. eclectic over there <laughs> yeah um and then sometimes i go to uh binaural noises so yeah. more so like the frequencies i'll do that sometimes and then if i'm doing something that doesn't mind me like that i need to like actually focus on i listen to podcasts like i got millions of podcasts um sometimes hmm. i listen to my podcast Miseducation of people <laughs>
0: you guys put it in there real quick
1: <laughs> but um <laughs>
0: It's great. It's great.
1: <laughs> but um I, I'm very eclectic with that too. So um when you're talking about if I'm feeling a little more, you know, when it wants some comedy stuff, I'll listen to the Drink Champs, because I'm a very big history person. So Drink Champs, they talk about rap history and they're just a lot of comedy. Uh the Reed is a good one. I listen to Um Rory and mall that's another one. Uh the DLC dropped, so I have a few esports podcasts to listen to. Uh, yep. the Academy of Esports, uh, yeah, it, it, I literally have maybe about 40 podcasts in my in my like, wow.
0: mind. Mean, I, mean, so, I hope mine's made the top 40. Jeez. hey, you know, we, we're gonna get in there. You, you, uh, got a, you got a night, you got a
1: couple selections, you got a couple seasons, so it's in the there, it's brochure. in there, it's in there.
0: Um, so that's that's pretty much all I have. Um, but I want to invite you one wanted one. Thank you for being on this podcast. And two, I want to invite you to tell the fine folks where to get check out your work, your social media, your website, any of that good stuff for folks, you know, to plug, plug away. Tell me where your podcast is at again. Give them all the deets. All
1: right, perfect. Perfect. Rob, I appreciate definitely the opportunity for being here. Uh, everyone, if you would like to reach out to me, a um, couple of different avenues. So first. We'll go with Morgan State University Esports Program. So you can find us anywhere, uh, MSU Bears Esports, all one word, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, all that good stuff. Uh, My personal, Taryn Morgan, like to keep it simple, no underscores uh, on Instagram, Facebook. And then Real Talk Session Series, uh, all one word, Real Talk Session Series. uh, That's everywhere, literally Facebook, Instagram, no Twitter. I don't have that. Um, and the podcast, you can find it on all podcast platforms uh, called the Miseducation of the People. We have audio and then also we have the video component, which is on YouTube also. So, you know, you have some nice little editing stuff on there. <laughs> we watch the video and then you have audio if you're just in the go. So, you know, I'm around. Contact me if you want to talk.
0: So there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Taryn Morgan for coming on to the podcast. And I'm Rob Lee saying there is um, esports, community, education mental health awareness in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it.